I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And everything's coming up, Simpsons. is brought to you by Mr. Boy Uniforms Ooh. and Mr. Boy for Girls. <laughs> Ooh la la. We are also brought to you by, let's just face it, Mad Magazine. We're brought to you by Mad Magazine. The all ID Aller. The all ID Aller. Mad Magazine, to be specific, uh, the 1996 version. Oh, so unfortunately, yes. pre-Alley. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we still got in there. Uh, up with miniskirts, down with homework. You know the spiel. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. We are, of course, talking about the episode Team Homer. This is the 12th episode of The Simpsons' seventh season. It originally aired on January 7th, 1996. It was written by Mike Scully. It was directed by Mark Kirkland. Yeah, yeah. And the showrunners at the time were David Merck and Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. What a party. What a party. A lot of guys. Like this is a... <laughs> a lot of dudes. <laughs> kind of a sausage fest. Ooh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Let me be the woman wedging between these uh, these very strong men. I don't strong, know. smart, funny boys. Strong, smart, funny boys is what I will call That's them. What I say. This is, a, I feel, a transition year because we, of course, know that Oakley and Weinstein um, were showrunners uh, in season eight. Uh, so maybe there was some, like, you know, when you have, like, a temp come in for your job and you're like, let me show you where, you know, they file everything. <laughs> maybe that's what was happening with old Merckx <laughs> and Oakley Weinstein. <laughs> Um, I won't ramble on for very much longer because we have a terrific guest this week. If you clicked on our podcast episode, you already know her name, but I'm going to go into her intro anyway. She is a writer specifically for her uh, series where she adapted Simpsons foods into the real world. She brought them to life. Unreal. Unreal. So cool. So cool. Uh, please welcome Laurel Randolph. Hello. Hi. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. ahoy. <laughs> I learned recently, I don't know if you listened to Conan O'Brien's podcast, but it's terrific. Oh, yeah. And they went, they had a whole thing about Ahoy, ahoy, which yeah, I Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. So specifically, that was the episode with Bull Hader, which made me laugh so hard. I had to, I've ne- I always listen to podcasts on the treadmill. I had to stop and collect <laughs> I, I myself. I was at the gym, I think, lifting a weight, and I had to just set it down. <laughs> <laughs> I just and you just sat and looked at that weight and laughed and, and laughed. Listened. Yeah, I'm sure everybody um, thought it was super normal. But a hoy hoy, I learned through that podcast was uh, what the uh, inventor of the telephone, Alexander Graham Bell, correct. Um, he said that because. You know, phone technology is going to be such a new technology. We have to adapt new ways of saying hello to each other. And he uh, declared that Ahoy Hoy was the only acceptable way to answer the phone. I agree. I agree. I'm on it. I'm on it. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> the few times I answer the phone. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes into, and, and this is what I love, and we talk about it all the time. So it was really great to hear on Conan's podcast, too, uh, that it came from Conan and Oakley and Weinstein's um, love of old-timey phrases and you know, isms. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love an ism. I love an ism. <laughs> Give me one. Um, so you, of course, you have created this whole series of, you know, food adaptations from The Simpsons. Um, so it's fair to say that you are a Simpsons super fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wait. food, Simpsons, two favorite things. Right. And yeah. what is it about, like, where did the idea originate of you going, I want to create this project where I'm adapting these foods in real time? Uh, I've watched The Simpsons, obviously, for a long time, over and over. Like, the classic episodes are always on. And I've always noticed, I've always loved the weird food jokes. And there's tons of food, because Homer, Homer, like, eats constantly. (laughs) And um, there's just countless food references. And I was writing for Pace Magazine a few years ago, and I was, like, pitching things. And they obviously cover entertainment Mm-hmm. as well as, like, some lifestyle stuff. And I, I was writing for the now-defunct food section, <laughs> and I pitched it to my editor. I was like, if I could write anything, I just want to, like, write these recipes of these weird things that appear on the show, and they were super game. And I wrote that for two years, I think, every month, and I've missed it, so I kind of turned it into a new blog. But, man, making some of that stuff has been real weird. Yeah. What are, what are some of the highlights? What are some of your favorites? Well, I... Like two weeks ago, I made the nacho hat finally. Oh so, my god, I god. saw. Oh, yeah. yeah, which took I several trials. Yeah, some trial and error for sure because I don't have a fryer that size. Oh so uh, 
Anyway, but I did wear it on my head with cheese oh sauce, God. so I How call it a win. It, I ended up making like a homemade giant flour tortilla, and then I made a mold out of all these pans and like baked it in that shape. It was you're <laughs> oh a hero, God. yeah, truly. It's great. Yeah. Uh, made a flaming Homer, which was mm-hmm. cough syrup. Yes, wow, very gross. And then I made a a palatable version, yes. right? Yes. Right, right. You know, a whale of a wife cake was a favorite because oh, yeah. it was just making a fudgy the whale cake, yes, right. but writing whale of a wife on it. So <laughs> I used to make right. uh, Simpsons food for Stonecutters, the Simpsons trivia show I co-host with um, John and Garo and Kyle Clark in L.A., which I've mentioned many times here. What what? Um, uh, what what? And uh, I've since dropped off with it because uh, this bitch is busy. But <laughs> I, I've eyed that whale of a wife cake many times, and uh, I think the closest I got was I think I made the um, when Marge is like Homer, we made you a cake for you to wreck. I've made that. Oh, cake I have before. I've made the yeah the cake for Homer to ruin. Mm-hmm. So good. That's so one of my bad. favorite jokes. The happy birthday, McGaggy, and then there's an yes. entirely other yes, cake. Yes, yes, yes. I also tried to make and I. I guess I succeeded, but who's to say? Um, power sauce bars, which have you made power sauce? I bars? haven't yet. I'm so it's, glad I you mean, did it's, that. It's so gross. <laughs> uh, you make spaghetti and then you get little plastic bags and you form them into bars and then you freeze them. And then uh, my husband, who is uh, an animator or an artist, still sure, but um, he made the little like wrapping for them. So that's really what sells it because otherwise yeah. it's just like damp spaghetti and you, nobody <laughs> really wants that. Yeah. It's like uh, I made Simpsons and Sons revival vitalizing tonic mm-hmm. and it was all just about making the bottle i mean it tastes i made it taste pretty good because they don't work, really say course. i mean it'll put some larder in your harder <laughs> 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 what has been your favorite food item to make or, oh, that's or surprisingly harsh. good surprisingly good i mean i made the first one i ever made was little meatloaf men mm. and i mean that's good because it's yeah, meatloaf that looks like little men so you can't <laughs> right. complain about that yeah i mean well of a wife cake was legitimately good because it was just like an ice cream cake yeah what's been the grossest uh nuts and gum <laughs> yeah together we at made last. that together yeah, at last. yeah 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 that one i've made that a handful of times because my husband did the little uh, logo for it so it's such an easy gift oh, to give yeah. <laughs> um but i think that something that i learned i gave it to uh Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger are on the Doughboys podcast, and um, Mike just like put his hand in and like did a handful, <laughs> like Homer, and, like Homer. He's truly a Homer, but he said that like the saltiness of the nuts like did some corrosion it effect it down, yeah, in to this the gum. weird way. It turns into this weird mush, and I made my friends try it. And uh, one of my friends was like, I don't know what to do with this. Do I swallow it or do I spit it out? Like, it's just like it breaks it down. It's kind of like a hazard. Yeah, I think it's probably. You know, life finds a way, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Jurassic Park recently? Yes. (laughs) Uh, So I'm so excited that you chose this episode and I'm shocked that it has not been picked yet. Um, We have been doing this podcast for quite some time and we often are like blown away but this one really takes the whale of wife cake yeah <laughs> i'm i'm truly like rewatching this episode like you know the a story of of the bowling team i remember but i forgot that this has almost every great joke well, we were that's text- ever been written oh, <laughs> yes we were texting about it and uh i feel like you can only like summarize it in a stefan voice which is when i wrote tally like this episode has everything um stupid homer ambitious homer sympathetic burns maniacal burns and auto <laughs> and a lobster harmonica the best oh, the I best love it. uh so aside from uh there being slim pickings left is there anything about this episode that particularly resonates with you Mm. I am a big Monty Burns fan. Yeah. I think all the jokes about him being old and mean are very funny. So it's a really good one of those. Um, I love season seven. Season so seven much. so good. Yeah, it's really yeah, strong. So much. And um, I had to pick it for Mad Magazine, obviously. And mm-hmm. I had to pick it because the last time I saw Julie, we were bowling yeah so it just felt right and it has a food reference in it Mm -hmm. which i'm gonna do on the blog 
yes. a weird one. <laughs> yeah. 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 We went bowling. Um, and Allie, you and your boyfriend, Alec, who's yes. been on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said boyfriend, Alec. You guys all know Alec. <laughs> um, we should all do. We did a, a <laughs> I was going to say a three-way couple thing, which is <laughs> that not gets weird. super inappropriate because our friend Be Evan Bieber. Be open to it. Come I, on. Well, I'm saying this because one of the people there <laughs> was a baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So, you know, uh, maybe not that, but but we all did. Uh, it, there were three couples there and a baby. Um, the, you know, that old 90s to dance and movie. Yeah. And uh, and we were having a good time. So I'm glad that, that we this can all be pen pals if you want. We could. Yeah. I've seen that pin pals bowling shirt on so many different uh I want to say people at ska concerts. <laughs> That's appropriate. <laughs> I've seen them out in the wild. I feel like um, Hot Topic still sells it, but it's a good shirt. It's an so excellent, excellent shirt. Excellent mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah. Um, so let's get right into this episode. Um, oh, gosh. You know, sometimes uh, if you open Google, it will just uh, show you like a trending story. I was trying to open my notes for this episode. And as uh, a lot of listeners know, Julia and I don't eat meat. And the story is just 62,000 pounds of raw meat are being recalled just days before Memorial Day. And it's a very graphic, awful picture of meat. So I'm going to need a second. (laughs) Um, This this episode starts immediately. uh, Well, actually, we rarely talk about the couch gag, but I must because it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my Mm -hmm, life. And mm -hmm. I now really want this like painted realistically in my house. But the, the Simpsons are just a bunch of mice. And I, yeah. I, I squealed. I saw it, and I, and I actually was like, oh, ee! It's, it's very so cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, shockingly, I don't think. Um, but uh, Laurel, uh, your husband Dan and I were talking about it. Um, but the Matt Groening thing of him wanting to, like, him planting that uh, a family of mice have been living in the walls of the Simpsons house this entire time. What? And he wanted to do like a whole separate show like that would spin-off. be a yeah. spinoff of the mice. Yes. And sometimes I didn't, I'm, sho- I'm shocked I did not know about this until very recently. But if you go online, there's so many fan theories about like, see the mice is here. Because sometimes in shots, you'll see the little like mice hole house and it's very Looney Tunes. And Hugo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a mouse in there. Yeah. With a rat. <laughs> so maybe, maybe this was, yeah, maybe this was, uh, you know, the couch gag was a sly reference to that. I That's love possible. it. Uh, yeah. But yes, we start this episode uh, at the comic book uh, shop. And uh, we, I was very delighted to front and center see a Mad Magazine. Yes. There was also Cracked. Um, and uh, let's play this clip because it is excellent. My God, the Mad Magazine Special Edition. They only put out 17 of these a year. Boy, they're really socking it to that Spiro Agnew guy again. He must work there or something. Let's do the fold-in. Okay. What higher power do TV evangelists worship? I'll say God. I'll say Jesus. The Almighty Dollar. You fold it, you bought it. Ooh, snappy answers to stupid questions. I'm great at these. Ask me if something smells funny in here, boy. Does something smell funny in here? I don't think so, stupid. <laughs> Call me, you want pork chops? No, I want roast beef, you clod. <laughs> Look at this. Special insert, iron on madness. Ban the bath. Don't trust anyone over ten. <laughs> Sock it to me. <laughs> mm, those magazines create a dangerous amount of laughter. I feel like Scully always really nails, um, like, the kid, like, very, like, good kid specifics um, in his episodes. And I feel like this is a really great kid specific and very meta for what we are doing right now, being, um, you know, adults who were kids at the time of this episode talking about The Simpsons because, um, you know, that, like, run of Mad Magazine references of Bart very clearly not getting the references that they were making, but still finding this, like, belly-laughing enjoyment from it because mm-hmm. he just knew from, like, cultural clues that that's what it was supposed to be funny is so relatable for so many <laughs> oh, different yeah. oh, yeah. for me. And uh, I just love it. I think it's so great. 
I know watching that as, watching The Simpsons as a kid and being like laughing at a joke about some, like Spiro Agnew and being like, <laughs> yeah, and being like who is that? I know. <laughs> I love. Yeah, he must work there. But I also it just it reminds me again of The Simpsons. But also, um, you know, watching SNL as a kid mm-hmm. and like just wanting to have a laugh with adults. Oh yeah, just wanting to bond to be accepted. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the Mad Magazine uh, portrayal uh, that there are several, but uh, this one's really important, and it gets mentioned a lot <laughs> when there are ever tours of people coming by, and it was definitely mentioned in my interview uh, with mm-hmm. Mad. Um, and we we should con- we should have continued to sock it to Spiru. <laughs> I, I think that's a misstep. The reboot has yet to mention Spiru. Um, <laughs> So in this next scene, we we check in on Homer, uh, and he's kind of wrapping up his night with Mo. Uh, and I love this because he just says uh, he reveals that Lenny and Carl have mistresses. <laughs> I, I love yes. that joke so much because he says mistresses, Ooh, yeah. yeah, like, like oh. all caps, yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, and I really like the idea of basically like no one is in the bar, and uh, poor Mo has no idea that Wiggum and all of his college or political friends or just all Mm -hmm. these guys are just like saying they're gonna drink each other under the table and then it immediately like lights go off and then they walk away Mm -hmm. and then homer can't possibly go home yes right right of course like we have to do something else Mm -hmm. and that naturally leads us to the bowling alley a very quick good intro yeah i i really love uh just the look of the bowling alley just visually yeah uh it you know as much as i love a fancy fun bowling alley that exists now i will always have such a soft spot for like the classic mm-hmm. bowlerama dirty you get nachos and there's oh, sticky yeah. stuff everywhere and it's kind of gross maybe there's an arcade you get a flu two weeks later and you're like where did i get somehow <laughs> somehow from your shoes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> moved what? up through the feet i have a bronchial disease now (laughs) (laughs) that's my kind of bowling place Mm. uh and and i just i yeah i love that place and uh it's barney's bowlerama and that always confused me just because the guy who owns it it's barney's dad is that what it is he looks just like real barney that we know well there's the i'm gonna say that it doesn't matter when homer goes to work (laughs) at the bowling alley yeah yeah and Barney it's connects uncle, him. I think. It's his uncle, I uncle. think, right? Okay. But it is weird because is he named? I guess he's named after his yeah, uncle. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I do like the character design of of looking so obviously related. But I wasn't drawing those connections. Um, but I love that uh, you know you get the teen there saying like, "Sorry, it's late night. I couldn't give Elaine to my own mother." And then you see, I know, also Lunch big Lady re- Doris. I don't think I'd noticed that before. I was like, the pimply faced teen's m- mom is Lunch <laughs> Lady Doris. I mean, we could. All go and form our little like murder pin boards of like strings oh, attaching yeah. to all the like we could go do that we shan't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, good but, reveal though. Uh, to to if we're gonna quote what she says, she has no son. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so we could easily write that off. Right, right, right. And then it could we get have been another, unrelated. We get a great uh, Doris moment a little bit later too. Um, but True. I uh, so then this is where we get to basically what is the A story of this episode that um, Homer. Uh, well, Homer and Mo want to be able to hang out at the bowling alley um, and want to become a bowling team, but then are deterred when they find out that um, it's $500 to put down a deposit. And then we get uh, a cut to a very funny moment between uh, Homer and Marge where Marge just says, no, I will not pay oh you $500 God. for sex. So uh, good. I don't have that kind of money to spend on sex. <laughs> I, I love that she was sort of open to the yes. idea, but uh, she doesn't have it in her budget. <laughs> Me right. too. And I love setting up so early that Otto uh, is also the bowling alley with a mission uh, to to get that lobster harmonica. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you can't skip past that. Yeah, yes. good payoff, though. Mm-hmm. Very good payoff. Off. But yeah, so they find out how much it's going to be, and uh, Marge uh, suggests that uh, Mr. Burns might be able to be of some assistance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I really like Homer's reaction of just like uh, some something along the lines of just like, "Well, I was shot down. I asked for fifteen hundred dollars." She's like, "Well, what did <laughs> you what? ask?" If, yeah. Oh, I'm going to get the third degree from you too. It's such, <laughs> it's such a great quick joke run of just like expanding on some history and then like immediately nipping it. It's it's so fun. Uh, Julia, you you should walk us into this clip because you have made a shirt. 
I have. Um, So now we get into uh, the B story of our episode, um, connecting back to the Mad Magazine Mm -hmm. um, from the beginning. So Mad plays a very big part in this episode where Bart is at school and um, he has ordered one of the T-shirts from um, the Mad, like, back of the magazine fill in whatever and um he very radically like unbuttons his shirt and unveils that he has a down with homer shirt so we're gonna hear that clip right now down with (gasps) homework (laughs) don't look at it children the shirt makes a good point i'm with the shirt homework rots down with homework As I was saying, my yearly evaluation couldn't have come at a better time. Well, Seymour, I must say for once, I am impressed. In fact, I am going to give this school a perfect ten. I'll just write the zero first. Now a vertical line to indicate the one. Dinner? Why are there children walking on my head? Oakley Weinstein, we get that uh, Skinner Chalmers duo. (laughs) We get it, baby. I love just the premise of like a shirt that sits down with homework being like so radical and everyone taking it so seriously. They set a desk on fire. That's amazing. I love it. It's the perfect joke on what is essentially a Spencer's gift kind of t shirt. And just making fun of Mad Magazine for like, you know, Mad Magazine in the 90s, like, what is it really doing to change the world? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, something like Down with Homework. It's so like all the other examples they gave too of just like the bath, the one that was about like the bath and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. um, it's just very light and and funny, mm-hmm. and and I think that I'm not sure it was necessarily making fun of like '90s Mad in particular, but if they are, that's very funny to me because <laughs> yeah, I feel it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? Let's think about how Mad Magazine has changed over this quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the match game. Our contestants, Aneke and James, from the hit podcast Minority Corner. Hey. I'll ask you questions in a rapid-fire round. Favorite character on a Shonda Rhimes show? Olivia Pope. Ooh, I said Olivia Pope's wig. Mm. Oh, so close. How do you feel about Disney? They need to pay reparations to black people because Mickey Mouse was based off of blackface. I said get rid of the racist rides, Jungle Cruise, Splash Mountain. Mm. Who are you voting for in the primary? It's too damn early. I'm just getting to know these fools. Mm. Oh, no dice. What celebrity do you side-eye the Kevin Hart. Can we get a real apology for your homophobia? Justin Timberlake. Nipple game. Mm. Favorite superhero movie? Black, Black Panther. Panther. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Congratulations, but you still live. Now I'm side eyeing you. Catch Eneke and James, the Wonder Twins of Podcast, on Minority Corner every Friday at Maximum Fun. I had a great time thinking about how things have changed. I loved working there. I'm no longer working there. I'm working on an animated TV show that won't be out for a year. So it's it's almost, no. (laughs) Um, It's It's a great reason. Oh, yes. I'm very excited. Um, But still subscribe. Yes. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Get that Tiki Hut. Can you get the Tiki tiki Mug? Alfred Tiki Mug. Yeah. Uh, And tell him Allie sent you. Ooh. It won't give you a discount. (laughs) Yeah. But it'll make me feel good. Yeah. The <laughs> intern at the distribution center uh, 300 miles away will be very confused. But, you know, it'll it'll help their day get along a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. How about that? That sounds good to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, this next scene is one of, I think, the funnier scenes, not only of this episode, but just in general. Um Basically, uh, and and maybe someone else could kind of fill in uh, what I forget what it is that's actually on the rag. Uh, Ether, Ether, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's dark. Yeah, <laughs> it's dark. I mean it's some old timey shit. It is old timey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mr. Burns uh, is is inhaling ether, and it has caused <laughs> him to hallucinate uh, in a way that I would love for you to describe to our sweet listeners, <laughs> sweet sweet listeners. He's getting his nails filed, and he's 
huffing on an ether rag. And he tells Smithers just to leave the rag. <laughs> and Homer wanders in to ask for the $500 for bowling. And he immediately thinks he's popping fresh, which is the Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy. Yes. And he's poking he's poking him. What he <laughs> thinks is in his stomach. He turns out he's poking him directly in the eye. But he still goes, hee hee. Yeah, he still goes, hee hee hee. And um, he writes him a check immediately because he just loves popping fresh. Yes. And then almost gives or maybe gives Mr. Hans Molman a lobotomy. Yes. 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 So he, yes, come, yes. He, he runs, Homer runs out of there kind of saying like, everybody, if you've ever had a question or a favor to ask Burns, like, go Now's do it now. Uh, he's on drugs or he's dying, dying, he's or, or, dying or something. something. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, poor Hans Molman goes in there and he's mistaken for the Lucky Charms guy. Leprechaun. And just. Yeah, he's specific for the leprechaun, and he's just like, I'll get those lucky charms. And we hear him drill into oh his head. Oh, and, my and my brain. I love that he's just asking for $17 for a push broom bristling. Oh my God. He's also dressed so great. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a garbage pail kid or something. Uh, not to disappoint on, on any burn scene, especially from this era. Um, you know, as we've discussed previously on the podcast, the writers particularly loved writing lines for burns because, you know, it's just filled with so many fancy free um, kind of language. But I, I really love him saying, uh, I owe my robust physique to your tubes of triple bleached glue. <laughs> um, it's just so great. That is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back to the bowling alley uh, and we see that Otto is not doing so hot. And Mo immediately like shits on him. Uh, just like, oh, you call that a strike? And uh, and and we get, uh, well, let's just listen to the clip. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do. Pressure's on. Don't choke, don't choke, don't choke. Buenas noches, señoritas. What did he say? What did he say? Was that about me? Okay, I do. Pressure's on. Don't choke, don't choke, don't choke, don't choke. Oh, man, I knew I was going to choke. Well, that's a funny looking strike. Come on, guys. Let's be the team that supports each other. You can do it, Otto. You can do it, Otto. Help each other out. That'll be our motto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. Make this fair. I give you free gelato. Then back to my place, where I will get your blotto. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. Otto. You, you can, can do, do it. it. Guys, I made the spare. We won. Yeah! <laughs> 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 Those beers are $5 a piece. And just squeeze them out of their shirts <laughs> and their hair. And then put it back in and, and then fasten it and then the guy takes it. Disgusting. <laughs> what, one of the funniest things about this episode, uh, and I'm sure we all agree, is just the uh, the different teams. Uh, oh, man. I'm obsessed with the teams. I wrote them all down. Yes. Well, I love oh, them yes. so much. The home record. Walk, walk us through them all because they're so great. Okay, there's the Channel Six Wastelanders, which is who they're playing in this clip, which is Kent Brockman, Krusty, Artie Pot. Yeah, great. And then DMV regulate regulation <laughs> rings, which is Patty Selman, two guys that yes. work with DMV. Mm-hmm. Pol- uh, Springfield Police Framers. Yes, yes, which is incredible. Yes, uh, Wiggum, Lou, Eddie, and then they have snake yeah <laughs> which immediately such, oh my god that was so great i mean i know just ba- the bye. visual of him like being like step on the lane step step like step, a- step, 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 step bye <laughs> uh holy rollers which we'll get to yeah the home wreckers which is probably my favorite because it's such a good like easter egg yeah a lot of people highlight that as like did you know yeah for sure because it's mindy simmons and lerlene and um, and jock and jock that was the best because it's a bowling reference too yeah the other bowling episode the dancing girl Mm -hmm. princess cashmere princess cashmere yeah and then the stereotypes which is like quite a quite a team Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, yeah, and so we'll fun. get to that uh, to to some of those in more detail later. But I love knowing all those teams because it's just so fun and it sets up a world. And yeah. I love to learn that everyone in Springfield bowls. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I find it extremely funny that when Homer comes home to Marge, he's telling the story of what happened, saying just like, oh, "Let me paint the scene." And it, you know, it's uh, so good. we were down at the last thing and we had like the hardest you know yeah seven ten split the hardest thing to do and uh and then it happens and he's like oh well who who knocked actually down the pins. knocked down the pins like oh i don't know uh some guy yeah. uh, no well he says like uh and then i came up with a chant to chant auto 
well, who knocked down the pins? I don't know, some guy, uh, maybe Otto. But anyway, you know, and, and she's like so fixated on the actual facts. Otto's incredible. Yeah. I can't so believe good. Otto picked up a seven uh, ten split. He's phenomenal. It's so great. It's such good like bedroom good dancer for him. in this. Yeah. yeah, and it's so great because I mean, this episode is really chock full of these little moments that you would think that on like a beat sheet page of like where the story is going is innocuous and doesn't amount to much, but it adds so much color to you know the general sense of it that we get again this episode has everything we get the ambitious homer with the stupid homer with the mm-hmm. opportunistic homer and then leading into the other beats of the a story it's really fun yeah i like that it's actually it's not in very many locations like they're in the bowling alley yeah. they're in the bedroom and like at work and school mm-hmm. that's really it yeah but the every scene is just perfectly used and marge is so good she's barely in this episode she's but she's so good, so good in it uh, and right after this, we go back to school uh, with Rodney Dangerfield. And uh, <laughs> best movie ever, the triple Lindy. <laughs> um, Let's talk about it. And I forget that this is where we get to see the uniforms. Uh, this episode is so full of memorable Simpsons moments. It's yeah. just so great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you know, when they find out that the uniforms are going to happen, uh, everyone, of course, is mad at Bart. But how could they be when they get such a delightful fashion show from I Martin know. Oh my and Lisa? God. And an assembly. What more could you ask for <laughs> when you're a child? With a record player playing yes. Herb Albert. It's like, yes. so. Mr. Boy of Main Street. Uh, and Lisa will have no reason to play the blues in her snappy <laughs> ensemble. Uh, extra small and extra large. I think the yes. uniforms are extremely cute and I mean, they're drawn very cute, actually. They're drawn very cute. But I, I love, I feel like, and ladies, I'm sure you can relate of any, like, you know, production free t-shirt or you volunteer for something free t-shirt, anything with a free t-shirt. We have extra small or extra large. Oh, we're we out got of extra both. large. Yeah, we got. <laughs> Usually it's extra small gets taken up first. I'm oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, I'm going to sleep in this forever. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big it's night great. shirt. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So going back to the bowling alley, uh, this is when we see the DMV regulators and uh, the police uh, team and uh, the Holy Rollers. And I love just the very, like, basic joke of just like they think they're so high and mighty because oh they haven't been arrested <laughs> yeah. driving without pants or yes. something like driving without yes. pants um and we get a little uh bit of some world breaking of I, I guess of like when when one of the pins isn't knocked over ned immediately calls to god saying it's like it's me Ned and immediately knocks it's it over so again cute. and zaps somewhere in so the butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the first. Ah, I can't say it's the first. I I haven't seen every episode of The Simpsons, guys. Um, I know. Shock. Um, but uh, I feel like uh, this is, I'm going to say, the first time that like God is so clearly on Ned's side. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say the first Oakley Doakley and I was going to be like, maybe. who's to know Uh, the last four years of the Simpsons podcast has been a fever dream I've been high for most of it on whatever birds on ether sniffing an ether Uh, but I I feel like you know he's so positioned as being really churchy but like detached from I don't know because I maybe because Lovejoy is constantly griping about Ned but I I like the tender connection the Mm -hmm. actual tender connection that Ned has with God in this and then it's like you know a superhero that's looking out for you yeah well i love throughout the simpsons how they portray ned and god because he's in a treehouse of horror he's the devil mm-hmm. right which i think is so perfect yeah and then there is like flanders episode... to god flanders to god yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> it's just rock. great <laughs> well, uh, they're just all so cute <laughs> they are cute right, i love them <laughs> uh so uh let's hear what the simpsons children think of the uniforms Ooh. oh my favorite Mom, my slingshot doesn't fit in these pockets. And these shorts leave nothing to the imagination. These uniforms suck. Bart, why do you pick up words like that? Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Homer, watch your mouth. Uh, I gotta go, my damn wiener kids are listening. We are not wieners. Then what are you dressed like that for? They made us. Oh, they made us. That's loser talk. You gotta start acting more like me and my team, the future league champions of the world. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Oh man, that so string of good. jokes is one of my favorites. <laughs> so good. In like all of Simpsons. 
I have at the Simpsons trivia, I feel like a couple times a team has come in as the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. <laughs> the, my damn like wiener that. kids. My damn wiener it kids. It makes me laugh out loud every time. This may be the fir- I mean, I should stop saying these like, this is the first that because I have no sense of history, guys. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it was an early iteration of it. But I feel like we get my damn wiener kids here. But then later, I feel like that was just permanently uh, applied to Millhouse and yeah. like the way that, you know, Homer views Millhouse, that he's this damn wiener kid. I and know. I love that it's lived on in that yes. way. I know. I'm glad that it lived on. <laughs> I also love that it just progresses into we're not wiener kids. And he's just like, but why are you dreading next yes. then? Yeah. <laughs> like a bully. Yes. And uh, I love the transition of, um, and nothing's going to get in our way. And then immediately you cut to Mr. Burns, uh, who's just like, stop everything. Uh, I don't remember writing a check for bowling. And uh, yeah, no, Smithers. Oh, the running bowling jokes. Yes, right it too. is just like, oh, yes, it's very important. Yes, sir. Remember that month you didn't do it? Yes, that was unpleasant for all concerned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't remember to writing a check for bowling. It's so, so such a good. Bowling. It's really good. What a silly joke to pitch. <laughs> So silly. What a silly and, joke. And they make more than one joke about it, which is great. I know. They, like it's double amazing. down on it. Oh, yeah. There's such good editing in this episode. The cuts are so good. Yeah. Like when they cut to, I don't want to pay $500 for sex. That cut is so good. Yes. And then this cut to the check writing is so good. Uh, I feel like I'm missing some of the quote here, but when... Uh, when they're examining the check, they realize that it was like written out to to pop and fresh. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, that greedy like blob of chemicals." <laughs> yeah. Like he's yeah. completely one eighty. I know it's 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 like this perfect flip of his phrasing from earlier. Uh, yeah. And I love the technology that they're using to find out who from the uh, power plant looked like, like Why him. do they have that yes, perfect match? <laughs> One in 46 billion accuracy. But it could have been Pops Freshenmeyer. I okay. know. <laughs> That's great. I, great misdirect. Um, a joke from this episode that sincerely made me, like, I had to pause and go, oh, I, need to, I need a minute. Um, and it's just so quick and fast. When they're at the bowling alley and uh, Burns shows up and Homer turns and is shocked and he tosses his bowling ball, <laughs> you hear A the scream. most lovely, like, blood-curdling scream. <laughs> I'd never picked up. It just was like, ah! it was like a Wilhelm scream. It's yeah. like a it was Hitchcock amazing. scream. It's like, yeah. It was amazing. I love those There's jokes. really good violence in this episode yeah. because people get hit with stuff a lot and especially in the head yeah. just constantly like a shoe gets thrown at a couple of people and that bowling ball just going off screen is so good it's that level of like daffiness i want to say portly india does a really good job of it if you've mm-hmm. ever watched where they'll they're constantly tossing things off screen and they use the same i want to say like three different sound effects every time they use a a, a meow from yeah, a of course they toss off screen meow and and then just like, and it doesn't matter like what <laughs> item it was. It could have been a balloon. It's always, it's amazing. It's so good. Uh, let's take a moment to think about some of our favorite sound effects from The Simpsons or otherwise uh, during this break. Have you ever watched a movie so bad you just needed to talk to somebody about it? Well, here at the Flop House, we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. We'll watch it and we'll talk it. We do the hard work. Featuring the beautiful vocal talents of Dan McCoy. Stuart Wellington. And me, America's rascal, Elliot Kalin. New episodes every other Saturday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast, dude. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, ho? <laughs> uh, so basically, this is when, as you mentioned, uh, Burns comes in and everyone's kind of trying to reason with Homer saying just like, hey, no offense, but like old people are bad at everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, we cannot have this guy on the team. And uh, but this is kind of how it's going to work. Like if they want to stay on, they need their sponsor. And so stakes are high. Mm-hmm. And uh 
we get to see how he does. They're kind of giving him a chance first, and it's like extremely slow, using two hands and Smithers kicks the pins. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and so, you know, Homer had said, like, it'll be easier once we realize that he's bad, and then realizes it wasn't easier. <laughs> Uh, and so this is when we get that moment of like back at the school, all the kids have started to like lose their personalities because of uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, did you guys have to wear uniforms at your school? No, but I wished, I always wished to have uniforms. That's funny. Cause we I were threatened it. with them cause we had such a like strict, um, dress code mm. that was just arbitrary it was like three fingers mm-hmm. across yep. for a tank top like your you know your shorts have to be this far right, right. down Two your knee beneath your middle finger or whatever yeah exactly it was like so specific and people just got yelled at a lot in the hallway and they were like well maybe we should just do you know mm-hmm. uniforms but i actually also was like let's just do uniforms guys because it was such a delineation between like the rich kids and the poor kids and it was so hard to like I, we couldn't afford stuff like that. I couldn't wear right. Tommy Hilfiger. And I was like, it would be easier if we just all dressed the same. Yeah. I truly felt like Marge with the Chanel suit in middle, middle school. Because <laughs> yes. um, I remember like making the choice like between sixth grade and seventh grade. Sixth grade, I was like still a tomboy kid. Like, fuck you. Like, do my thing. Bart Simpson. And then seventh grade, I was like, you know, I should try to be popular. Yeah. But I didn't have really any money to like vary my outfits. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like Marge in that Chanel suit suit where it was so stressful every day to be like okay what's gonna what's gonna match with this and just trying to reinvent so i just longed for uniforms so much and i also felt like uniforms were cute yeah so matching uniforms are cute but uniforms in like where i'm from where i've had to wear since day one to the end of school it's just you have to wear like a white polo shirt um, and it cannot, you cannot wear tank tops. It needs to have a collar mm-hmm. and then you need to wear khaki bottoms. Right, right. That's yeah. Yeah. Which is just like fun. you're all like working at a generic Best, Best Buy. buy. <laughs> yeah. For, yes. For me, I went to two different high schools. So one of the schools let you wear like khaki and it couldn't be beige and it couldn't be brown. It had to be precisely khaki, which is flattering on no one. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could wear like a maroon, but it couldn't, or sorry, a burgundy, but it couldn't be maroon. It couldn't be red. It had to be precise burgundy and then i switched schools where it was blue but then even outerwear you couldn't have any type of create creativity and so while it's good for distinguishing like or making it easier to not distinguish like maybe who's wealthy and who's not um everybody looks very drab they look drab but you could also tell still who has like the nice brands they're still showing it but right the 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 harder thing is that goths can't be goths and like you don't get to have your crazy personality (laughs) i know that is the thing that is the the hardest thing but I poor God, it, it does. I feel emphasize other loopholes and creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, of uh, from what I'd witnessed with other friends that had similar uniform setups, like shoes were a big thing. Like wherever yeah. you can express yourself, or your that bag, became, like your bag, yeah, that big. became the thing. Yeah. How you wear face your makeup, tattoos. <laughs> lots and lots course. of face tattoos. Yeah. It did become a thing where you would like really accentuate the colors on your braces, rubber bands. <laughs> it was just like, Ooh, that sounds I'm lovely. Stand out this mm-hmm. month. <laughs> uh, so basically, one of the examples how we really understand that things are are turning south is that Bart can't even remember how to. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. How to slingshot is Crandall's yeah. <laughs> behind her booty. <laughs> something else let's just really say that. let's just say it's that. a juicy booty I mean, shot she got a juicy it's booty it's like an apple it's a juicy like, booty. like a drawing apple. of an apple yeah She's david silverman had or whoever directed this goddamn episode mark kirkland had himself a day he shut the door in his office he said hold my call just swings back and forth uh don't look at what i'm looking up on the internet in this archaic 1996 dial-up time uh, but uh, he probably had to have a pa print out source photos <laughs> I'm just imagining this archaic pre-internet world. Uh, but, uh, you know, in a typical situation, Bart but, uh, would be pelting that booty with a, <laughs> a fruity, fruity slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm I'm sorry this is a particularly horny episode. No, you're not. It's springtime. It's the horny season. I said that at a show the other day. I Somebody mentioned it being spring, and I was like, it's the horniest season of all. And there was a child in the audience. And you bring horns on a rose because it's spring. Yes. But th- there was an argument. People were like, it's not the horniest season. Then I was what like, the hell is? What the hell is? Oh, I asked I would you. argue that wintertime is because everyone's born in the spring. That's when they'll, because mm, you're getting warm. You're right. It's like you're cold. As an you April snuggle baby. up. Everyone's born in your... the spring? Well, la- <laughs> <laughs> lambs are. This is a Black Mirror episode, Allie. You I'm not sure if you I was born in the spring. <laughs> you as March. Far, as, she's smart. As far as we I'm know, April. everyone's born in the spring. But everyone I will say, okay, so all right, I'm going to wow. ascribe two horny seasons. I'm going to okay. give us two out of four. I like it. So I believe your winter horny theory. Yeah. But I also believe the spring horny theory. Yeah, because it's just uh, the weather's getting to a point where you are starting to wear, you know, less clothes, clothes. less clothes. You're remembering you have an, a body. Just You're the word frolicking. blossom. Just the word blossom mm-hmm. is enough. But it's not too hot. For you're not you, sweaty. You're not right. sweaty yet. So you want to put your body on a mouth. <laughs> but you don't want to like, you know, drench. You don't you're not like. You know, when it's so hot in the summer and you're like, I love you, but get away from me. You're not there yet. So two horny seasons. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for all four horny seasons. Can I say? Horny seasons. <laughs> horny seasons. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, winter, like, that's kind of a romance. Like, you're cuddling up with, like, holidays. You're going back. Mm. You have to kind of maybe be in a relationship for that to be the... The horny the season. Time for Spring's like be. the hookup season. Spring is, yeah, spring spring's, is uh, hookup. Spring's you know, for spring singles. Lo- summer, of course. Spring's for singles. Overrated. Yeah. Singles. Summer's, summer's for everybody. Spring flings. Spring, spring flings. flings. Winter, I think, winter is where like all the dates that would be appropriate on The Bachelor happen. I think a fall could be hot tub, a nice... A lot, of hot tub. Hot, a lot of hot tubs in snowy winter. Fall could be a little desperate horny because you're trying to get locked down to your relationship. Mm. Oh, um, so winter. Yeah, so you're yeah. not lonely in the winter time. Falls horny yeah. with with a, a time crunch. You know, your your fall horny clock is ticking. Sorry for the children listening to this. Yeah, well, but you gotta to learn, learn about the season sometime. That's what I said when this person said there's a child in the audience. I said they have to learn at some point. I said sex education is failing in our public schools. We got they gotta learn. They from gotta a, get it from somewhere. They gotta get it from well a comedy show. Yeah, it might as well be me. If I can leave one legacy. I want that to be my legacy. Speaking of education, hey. we come back to Otto, and he has uh, decided that he's upset that he's no longer on the team, but he's going to show everybody once he gets his Harvard diploma. Yes. <laughs> I, that's one of, such a good joke that it's in the... Also, considering it's uh, at the time, especially, because we're in early seasons of The Simpsons, it's uh, mostly Harvard writer's room. Yeah. You know, they're having a good old, good old-fashioned good time, making fun of all the other Ivy Leagues and all that other BS. Uh, so this is when we get to the bowling team called the Stereotypes, and I think this joke is great, but I'm a, I'm a cis white lady, so, you know, we've talked about the, the, the problem with Apu, both the film and the problem, yes. and we're, we're as woke as, as one can be at a moment before they become more woke, you know, like we're constantly on the journey of, of becoming... The continuum of wokeness. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. like this is not as woke as we will become. We will mm-hmm. continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. But I did think it was a really good thing that the writers are doing here because the characters already exist and they're not killing these characters off yet, but they are playfully making a joke about the fact that these are mm-hmm. racial stereotypes or at least, uh, you know, with... Um, Oh, Cletus, like, you know, like that is a stereotype about maybe like a type of class of person and where they're from. And I thought it was great because you have Apu, who's just in the main group, um, saying just like, oh, they begged me to be in this group. And I said no. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's I think it's a really good, playful. And if if people disagree, I I, want to hear why. I just I personally thought it was really like funny and well done, especially for 1996. I think they did a good job with it, even drawing attention to it at all. all, I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to hear how other people think that it has aged. Tweet at us. Let us know. (laughs) I want to know, too, because I didn't remember that when I when I rewatched it. I think it might have been cut from syndication. Yeah. That's a good point. I Although there's another change in here that's for syndication. When when I watched it, it's the syndicated version. So it's like 
Oh, hmm. interesting. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. We haven't gotten there. Oh, but. yes. Uh, but right after this is when uh, they have everyone in the group has kind of convinced Homer that Burns needs to go. Um, but Burns, he's Burns actually is, being nice. He's being really nice. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the friendship. Yes, and basically they're talking about like, well, the championship is tomorrow, and he's just like, ah, oh, the only ship that matters is the friendship, and puts <laughs> mm. the little paper that he ma- I don't know he could do origami I know <laughs> but he does a little origami boat that he puts into the beer that floats down to the bottom and he scoops it up and he's like oh lost a nail that's leprosy for you <laughs> I love that joke I, I love, love so much expanding on uh, Burns's history with it and it's so great I, uh. <laughs> um, I really love to check back in on the school and see how yes. uh, how the kids are right now you're it now you are the one who is it. <laughs> I also Understood. love, we were talking about the the weird sounds in The Simpsons, the sound effect of them all blinking. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's it so wet. So ah! gross. It is so gross, but I know. I, I love Skitter saying, I love that sound. Yes. God, what a day in the booth. What yeah. noise was that? It's disgusting. What did you do? It's very similar to the noise when... Um, when Monty puts his hand over the like exhaust of the yes. ball, yeah, and his, also, his hand goes like flap, flap. Oh, yes. so I have that in all. Caps it also in my notes. reminded yeah. me of the moment when they mentioned like um, they forgot to cut the nails of the cats or whatever, yes. and they're like walking yes. on the nails. So good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of wet sounds, it starts to rain, and very <laughs> <laughs> good. Thank Whew. you. Uh, Skinner is uh, about to impress Chalmers and is about to seal this good grade for the evaluation. Um, but then it starts to rain. And I love Skinner saying, like, well, you couldn't possibly blame me for that. And he, <laughs> I feel like Chalmers is going to He was ready to blame him for it, for sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, suddenly the clothes start to turn tie-dye. And I always <sighs> thought this was the coolest looking thing that exists. It's great. I want those clothes. Yeah. And I know that they're not making a direct reference, and they probably have made a direct reference to this moment in the movie Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, but I can't help but think of um, Z-Man from that movie when Milhouse goes, I'm freaking out! Because the line from (laughs) Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is, "Um, this is my happening, and it freaks me out. Oh, I love that. But yeah, I'm freaking out is so funny. It's just so funny to imagine that these clothes would make the kids... Oh, I know. Well, very, very... Small things in this episode really set them off. It's, yeah. like, it's just a t-shirt. And then it's like colorful clothes. I mean, the logic path of this, I buy within the world of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, it's and, great. And like it just, I it completely makes sense, but it is absolutely absurd. It's bonkers. It's amazing. Yeah. I love Martin dancing around in his yes. rainbow underwear. Underwear. Whenever he prances, free. it's very good. Yeah. yeah. Down being... with homework. Down with uniforms. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, I like the Woodstock quality of everything that's happening yes. with the rain and mud and peace and love. For sure. Um, and I love this, the question of just like, where did you get these? He's like, well, the same place I get mothers, uh, whatever her clothes her are. Dresses. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I have to go check on Mother. She's at the park. <laughs> as, as if her an old woman's clothes turning tie-dye would be such a big moment. It's so funny. It's I also like, did he it. did he take her to the park that morning and left her there all day? Like, <laughs> yeah. how does he know where I'm she is? Yeah. so funny. I'm yeah. going to say, yeah. yeah. Uh, she walks so slow, it takes a full school day. Sure. I, I really like checking back in on Homer. We see that uh, he has made a trophy case that he's probably not going to need anymore. So it's just a, a pretty much a pile of wood, like, stapled I together. who the Oscar is for. Oh, me too. It's, I just didn't write it down. It's someone from, is it Platoon or, I can't remember. But that's what was changed because oh. it was a different name on the Oscar when they aired it. And the hmm. man, the actor that they put on it. Another actor, I don't know. That's shocking. Uh, A deep character actor. He was murdered, (gasps) like, right after the episode aired, (gasps) and they didn't want to imply that Homer murdered murdered him and stole his Oscar. (laughs) Wow. So they changed the name for syndication and for the DVDs. Wow. A story. bit of trivia. I know. I read that today, and I was like, that is dark that's almost as bad as the game of thrones starbucks cup <laughs> don't forget the water bottle <laughs> did you catch the water bottle oh of course <laughs> did you catch how the ending made no sense and was bad sorry i don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk about <laughs> I it, like it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoops 
<laughs> but I'm an, I'm an enemy to the internet because I also liked the last two Star Wars. So did I. Oh, mm. I did too. I, love it. I like women. Yeah. Mm. And women-led things. Yes. So. Mm. Yes. Um, I Hot really takes. like Marge in this scene. I'm not I love, sh- yeah, I love Marge in that scene. I love her just sitting there and saying, look, maybe you'll win. You know, it'll be fine. And then he just goes immediately and tries to flush it down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. well, I won't be needing this anymore. <laughs> yeah, somebody broke the toilet. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're yeah. saying I'm definitely going to win? Like, oh, okay. Poor Marge. Mm-hmm. Poor Marge. Um, so uh, we we go back to the bowling alley, and I love the Holy Rollers coming in with their hoods on. They're yeah. like cloaks. monk outfits. So good. Very cinematic this episode. Of course, I thought of Big Lebowski as I was watching. Yeah. Oh, of course. Bumblebee Man, that whole scene when he... That's very like the Jesus. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah, yeah. Though this predates um, Big Lebowski. It does, that which came I out in ninety eight. I know, which is so funny, but it does remind me of that. But it's also shot like all those classic bowling right. movies. There's such good um, just views of them bowling, like the scene when, well, it's coming up, but when Monty bowls and like yeah. the entire Holy Rollers bowl. Yeah, and the time it takes for his ball a lot to get of really to the great end. Overhead shots to kind yeah, of get a really lot of good. story in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so Mo is explaining uh, to Homer that he doesn't really have to worry about Burns showing up for this game, saying like Mr. Burns is going to have a little <laughs> accident, and we see that like Burns is walking in with a bit of like a like a, a bum gimp, leg. Yeah, he's a, he's a little gimpy, um, and he's just saying that he's got like a gimp knee or something, and then suddenly like and. I, you assume that that's because Mo did something to him, and then suddenly you see Mo with a mask on, just like yeah. whack him. Very uh, Nancy Kerrigan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's I love exactly it. Exactly right. Because mm-hmm. just stepping out of the door and just whacking him in the leg. Mm-hmm. What year was that? That must have been what it was referencing. I think yeah, that, that around here is right around that time. That's so, I, so funny. I, I would assume so. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so good. And so mm-hmm. yeah, just wax him and just like, thank you, masked stranger. Pops <laughs> it back into place. Ah, damn it. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, I, I think, is this when we get the jackets, uh, yeah, yeah, it's around here. So let's play that clip. Mr. Burns, as team captain, it's my duty to inform you that- Oh, I almost forgot. I brought you all a little something. Oh, would you look at that? The pin pass. At last, I finally have a garment fine enough to be married in. I've always been wealthy, but this is the first time I ever felt rich. <laughs> now, Homer, you were about to say something to me. You're off the team. I put what? <laughs> um, uh, he's just ribbing you, Monty. Yes. I love the visuals of them just kind of like pushing each other around and like ribbing each other. It is so cute. I love them hanging out. I know. This is a good episode for random characters teaming up. Like you don't normally, like you never get to see the four of them together. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the B-Sharps episode. It's like, oh, we get to put some characters that don't spend a lot of time together together and see all that is. And it's super Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, and also similarly, another sport one, the baseball one, the baseball yes. team, and yeah, those different characters. Daryl, those they are. Daryl. <laughs> uh, so everyone is extremely good on the team, which is nice, and I'm proud of Homer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Me too. He's good, yeah. and I think that's really o- overshadowed. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I really love the the little gimmick of. Uh, you get to see every single person. You're actually getting the perspective of the bowling pins, which is brilliant. And you yeah. see it getting knocked down. And then you actually see that Mr. Burns is behind one of the throws. And then he's just like, good job, Homer. And steps <laughs> like, aside. <laughs> um, and basically they're down. There's like one point in between them. And the mm-hmm. only person left is Burns. And that's when we get that really creepy. Flapping skin. finger <laughs> move. Just, yeah. ugh, I hate it so much. Um, and, you know, it's going super slowly. There's no way that he's going to win. Uh, and then we get the amazing moment with Otto. Mm, you can do it, Otto. He is trying to get uh, that, you know, I don't know if this point, if he's trying to get the lobster or the 
degree, but he, but he so gets something super hard at the mm-hmm. bottom of it and he pulls open like the screw. It falls over and it totally works in their favor because they win the game. Yeah. And, um, and, he gets and harmonica. He gets to, and I love just how he moves and like runs to it. He's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I finally got you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and he plays it, which is my favorite part. I know, it's yeah. actually an adorable little. I also love the way that like the um the claw machine hits the floor and like through this thunderous thud it like shakes everything in a really cinematic way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. It almost shakes Mr. Burns straight because when we get the team saying that they've won, <laughs> he immediately goes back to his old self saying, "Actually, I won," saying that teamwork will only take you so far and that at some point you have to do you have to do what it takes to get some personal glory. And um, uh, oh, I was going to say, I love one of the lines he says of, I've had one of my trademark changes of heart. <laughs> I just love that kind of meta layer. Because earlier he said, when he decides to be on the team, he's like, I've had one of my changes of heart, famous changes, <laughs> infamous changes of hearts or something. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And then it comes back. It's a trademark now. That's so mm-hmm. funny. He has since trademarked it. Uh, and uh, there's the part two and i don't don't remember if this is exactly a line but if, if once he walks away with the trophy just like i guess some people never change or they do change then they change back yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then we get you know you think that that's maybe how it's going to end and then you get to actually see all of them like doing the chant again like trying to get homer to steal the trophy yeah it's oh, a nice dark ending i also forgot one of the better in my opinion chants uh Rhyming Homer with Homer? Mwah. <laughs> Pretend yeah. it's baseball. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. Um, oh, oh, and the chant for this is like, uh, if you can't do it, no one can. And then he gets like mauled by dogs. And oh, then man. Otto's just like, I guess no one can. <laughs> it's such a good end to all those chants. It's, it's like, yeah. no one can do it. I love it. Uh, are there any moments that we missed from this episode that were particularly good? Oh, you didn't talk about the food. Oh, I, yeah. I got to call out the food. So the food is like a classic Skinner Vietnam flashback. Yeah. Where you Can get you the... fill, fill us in on that flashback? We didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. So it's when uh, Bart is in his office and he is taking his shirt off. So he's sitting there yeah. <laughs> without the, the homework shirt on, sitting there topless, listening to him lecture him. And he's, you know, why do you know that this is a Mad Magazine shirt? And he's like, I remember when I was in Vietnam and there's another guy, you know, from his platoon or something and he had on a up with mini skirt shirt, yeah. I think. <laughs> and it distracted them all so much that they got captured and put in a POW camp for three years or something like that. And you think he's gonna say, like, Oh, it scarred me for life but he actually says they he subs- he subsided on like a thin stew of fish and coconut milk and prawns and vegetables and four kinds of rice and I can't find it anywhere here in the yes. States. You yes. know, like you get the spices right. Like he's dreaming about. Yeah. Four dreaming about that, like Vietnamese curry from the Mekong Delta. Like so funny. So good. Yeah. yeah. This sort of the last remnants of, um, you know, old vet. Uh, yeah. PTSD Skinner. I love see. the like slant of the, you know, the light yeah. coming through the blinds on him. It's so dr- he turns towards it. His so voice good. gets lower. And then mm. this is followed by uh, Bart being sent home in a couch cushion. Oh, man. <laughs> yes! When he, gets, when he gets zipped up in the couch cushion. <laughs> yes. Who among us didn't <laughs> futz around with their parents' couch cushions trying to wedge yeah. their body in there? Who among us? <laughs> My sister, when I was a baby, used to, we had a, like a hole in the top of our couch. She used to stuff me in it and I was young enough I couldn't climb out so she would stuff me butt first have, have like legs and arms sticking out and I would just lay there in it until someone would notice that sounds like a good time I would do that too that's sort of like getting back into the womb sounds like I a think Saturday I probably didn't cry out that much because I was like she's leaving me alone yeah for like five minutes oh. I'm just gonna have a quiet moment that oh, reminds no. me of like pillow forts that you'd make and ensure they were so cramped and like nothing yeah. but like I just loved being in this little intimate space that was like my own little condo. I yeah, there it. is something really comforting about that. That's why people have like weighted blankets now. Like, yeah, 
Everyone needs to be cuddled. We just want to get back mm-hmm. into the womb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's crawl right back again. In. And not come out until spring. Not come out until the horny season. <laughs> That's what sparks the horny season, Yo, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. We painted a lot of uh, visual paintings. Oh, yes. That's my favorite type. Mm. Uh, so. Uh, I guess I meant word paintings. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long week, everyone. I'm into sound paintings. Sound paintings, yeah. baby. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what would you say is the lesson uh, of this episode? Oh, man. All right. Two lessons. One is, I think Burns says it. He says, the only ship worth a damn is friendship. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lesson. Yes. Yeah. But then in the end, uh, people say people never change or they quickly change and they change back again. Yeah. So yeah. basically, like, don't trust Mr. Burns, which we learn <laughs> over and over again in yes. The Simpsons. Yeah. You just shouldn't do it. You got to get yours, too. That's yeah. another lesson yeah. from Mr. Lobster Burns' POV. Yeah. Lobster Got to get yours. Got to get yours. Yeah. I and like also it. just like, we're not wieners and then, well, why are you dressed like that? Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know. You got to dress for success. Yeah. Dress for dress success. For the job you want. And support the team. Yeah. Yeah. Man, there's like seven lessons. I in learned here. a lot from this episode. Over <laughs> uh, our friendship. Yeah. Mm. And then so before uh we go, uh please let us know where people could find you online and look up your recipes and geek out with the Simpson stuff with you. Oh yeah. So joyofcookingmillhouse.com is the blog and I post recipes like every week or so. The curry recipe will be on there. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it'll be fun. And, and then, what did you bring with us today? Oh, I brought Martin's Raisin Roundies. <laughs> raisin Roundies! I know. It's not from this episode, but there is a nice Martin moment of him prancing yes, around yes, his underwear. Yes, yes. So, all good. Mm-hmm. And, and they are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Martin knows his way around a kitchen. <laughs> what are in your Raisin Roundies? Uh, a lot of raisins. <laughs> but I added chocolate chips. I don't know how Martin would feel about that, but... Mm. Sorry, Martin. I think if you're that he would be okay. I think oh, he's, I hope good. he's a free spirit in this episode. I yeah. think he'd be us putting whatever we want he's in He's shellfish at his birthday party. That's so true. Mm-hmm. He's very classy. Yeah, he's very classy. <laughs> yeah, he's a fancy so, boy. Yeah, uh, so com, and then at joyofcookingmillhouse on Instagram. And then I'm at Laurel Randy on all the things. Excellent. Yes. Uh, and Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. I'm at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. You can find me at Allie Gertz on all the things. And you can find us at Simpsons Pod. And buy our book uh, at places where you buy books. 100 Things Simpsons Fans Should, should know. know. Should know. <laughs> do before you die. Um, before you die. Before you die is the new title. <laughs> um, uh, check it out. And if you see us in the wild, have a sign it. I don't know. And Everything's Coming Up Simpsons is a production of Maximum Fun. Our show is engineered and edited by Jesus Ambrosio. And our senior producer is Laura Swisher. Swish. Smell you later. Bye. <laughs> MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported